It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Gamer Heroes podcast. Uh, this is Thomas. I've got Mike with me. Mike, how you doing? Yo, pretty good. And we got Josh here. Josh, how you doing? I'm doing great. Doing great. Yourself? I'm good. Uh, I got back into Diamond and Overwatch, and that's important. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, you know what's funny? So I got Red Dead Red Dead Redemption came out. Uh, numero Tuo came out uh, last yes, week. Yes, it did. And uh, I thought I was going to hold off to buy it um, just to wait for like patches and all that stuff, but... Uh, I just decided I knew I was going to buy it eventually, so I started downloading Friday, uh, started playing Saturday morning. Uh, ironically, I wasn't really in the mood to play, so even though I gamed all day Saturday, I was like, man, Red Dead Redemption, this game is gorgeous, but Overwatch is right over there. <laughs> <laughs> so I played Bad Splunky and just a whole bunch of, uh, you know, my classics. Um, but uh, yeah, did that stuff, and... Um, yeah, booted up Red Dead. I probably played a couple hours into it. Uh, we, we, you know, we'll probably talk about that later on the podcast. Oh, we uh, will. We will have lots to talk about with Red Dead. Uh, but man, there's so we took last week off. We weren't able to meet, um, so we just decided to uh, get together this week and discuss some of the stuff that's happened over the past couple weeks. Yeah, what's going on with Worlds? Uh, Worlds. So October is League of Legends month. Uh, I don't play anymore. I certainly uh, am a casual League viewer. Um, but I, I follow Dot Esports on Facebook. They're mm-hmm. probably, I would say, the best esports outlet that I found. They're professional, but they're not gimmicky, and they're not, uh, you know, they're not. They don't treat me like I'm stupid. Even <laughs> even though sometimes I definitely do not know what they're talking about. I appreciate that they treat me like a real viewer and not like some somebody who just showed up. Like I I don't like it when websites that I frequent will explain like. Uh, I think it's Waypoint that does this. I like Waypoint, but they will try to explain things as if you've never heard of them before. I remember every single article they had about Gamergate back in 2014 would have the same, like, three paragraphs in it that explains what Gamergate is. And it's like, <laughs> look, the people reading this article already know what this is. Like, you, this has been going on for six months. So you don't have to keep explaining it. Um, so I appreciate the Dot .esports doesn't just assume that I know literally nothing about anything. Um, so anyway, Dot Esports is cool. Uh, I've been following them for a bunch of uh, League of Legends highlights. Um, I don't have any skin in the game. With I mean, I don't really even care if a North American uh, team takes it. I just like watching the highlights. I, I don't really have a favorite player or a favorite team or even a favorite region. Uh, but following the clips, the 30-second long clips, where it'll show you a crazy play and then it'll walk you through it slowly... I saw that. Dot Esports is the one that does that. It pops mm-hmm. up on my feed. It's great. It talks about really what was going through their minds and sometimes even their button clicks as they do it, right? Yeah, so yeah. you can see just how many clicks are happening. Yep, yep. Uh, those are great. You know, oh, wow. It's it's cool. It's still pretty hard to access if you have not played the game, which I think is definitely the biggest barrier to MOBAs, but just esports in general. Um, but... It, it walks you through, like it shows you the play in real time, and then it'll go back and it'll show every single ability that's cast, whether it's a potion, a basic attack, 
uh, a special ability. Um, you can just see all one by one, and man, there's <laughs> they're very good at that game, turns out. <laughs> and uh, so th- this year at Worlds, it has just been upset after upset after upset. Um, so Korea, South Korea has taken the title. They've taken the trophy uh, every year since 2013. Um, wow, there's two different teams, but uh, yeah, the past five years have been all South Korea. And uh, this year, Korea got knocked out uh, by the end of quarterfinals. Not a single Korean team made it, which which doesn't happen. And uh, again, I don't have any skin in the game. I don't really care about each team that much, but it seemed like the underdogs were winning in all of these rounds, just upset after upset. And uh, Cloud9 is was North America's last team. Last hope? Last hope, but they got knocked out too. So now it's uh, we're going into finals, so this will air on Wednesday. On Saturday, uh, it, November 3rd, will be uh, World Finals, and that'll be Invictus Gaming from China versus Europe's uh, Fnatic. And uh, I... I Probably won't be able to tune into that, but I will go back and I'll probably watch those in their entirety uh, just to see how everything goes down. Um, you know, what is the um, sorry? What is the uh, prize pool at for this Worlds this year? Oh boy, I don't have any idea. Uh, let me see if I can pull that up while we're talking. I mean, but it's got to be large now. What up to maybe a million, if not over a million, five million? Oh my god! Oh, it has to be over a million. Um, I just assume, but uh, yeah, I'll, I'll look that up. I'll see if I can find it. Initial prize pool is at two point two five million. Um, I don't know that. So it says twelve point five percent of sales from champions championship Kazakh skins and championship ward skins is added to the prize pool. Oh, cool! That is cool. That is very cool. That Another follows, twelve. I know uh, Dota's done that. I didn't. Know oh, have League. they? Yeah, okay. League probably picked that up a long time ago, and I just didn't know. And another twelve point five percent of sales of the aforementioned skins will be shared between all the teams at the event. So that's pretty awesome. So right now, first place gets 37.5% of the prize pool, and right now that's at $843,000. Hmm. Now that is why you become a pro gamer, right? <laughs> that's a lot of money. That's that's just crazy. Second place will get 13.5% at $303,000. Okay, that's crazy. That's yeah. a lot of money. That's a lot of money. Yeah. yeah, so I'm excited to see how that turns out. Uh like I said, I'm just a casual viewer, and I've just been watching the clips as, as they get posted. Uh, but man, I mean, as an outsider, it sure has se- seemed like a wild world. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm excited to see who, who takes the cake, but really I just want to see some top-level play. Uh, I haven't watched that game. I haven't watched an entire game in many years. So I'll probably tune in for uh, the recap of that on Saturday night. That sounds like some good viewing material. I'll definitely have to tune in as well. Um, have we... You, we being uh, the United States ever made it to the finals? Uh, y- y- yes. Okay. Oh, man, I, I I really don't know. Okay. Um, I I mean I can tell you we've never won. Well, we haven't won in the past five years, but uh, yeah, I, I'm surprised. There, I think Cloud got Cloud Nine got knocked out by Invictus. I want to say, I could be wrong, but uh, yeah, they were they were our last our last chance there, and uh, you know Cloud Nine because I mean even when I play Overwatch. It's C9 is a meme because in League, it was either League or Dota, but uh, Cloud9 has a well-deserved reputation for leaving their base and then having an enemy, like one enemy, sneak behind their whole team and just winning. <laughs> like, you know, backcapping is, is what it's called. 
And so uh, in Overwatch, everybody, you know, when everybody leaves the point and it's like, oh, crap, there's somebody way back there. And then they, you lose the game because one person, yeah. you know, so that's called C9ing. So they, they have gained reputation for that because they have made that mistake at very high levels so many times. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, this, so they did some C9 bullshit. Uh, I, I saw a headline that said they, they, they picked these two heroes, Leona and, uh, Victor. Victor, or for bot lane in League. Mm-hmm. Basically, that, that is a very, very unusual thing to do. And so I just liked the headline. It was like, Cloud9 did a very C9 thing. <laughs> or it was like, they pulled a C9. It's like, yeah, that checks out. Um, so... I, it seems like Cloud9 is a, a fun team to watch, but yeah, I mean, they they kind of pull C9s all the time. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'll tune in for that. Um, I think next year I'll try to actually pay attention at the beginning. Well, that's probably not true, but I think I am going to start paying more attention to the teams that actually go to Worlds, because I'm starting to see enough uh, repeat names, like Uzi, I remember from past League of Legends. Um, he's on... Uh, Who's he on? I think he was in uh, RNG, uh, Royal Never Give Up, I think. Uh, and they got knocked out, I believe, in semifinals. But uh, they were the team that seemed slated to take Korea out of the top spot uh, for a while there in the tournament until they got knocked out. Um, but yeah, there, there are a bunch of names in there, and I want to get familiar with who these players actually are because it is kind of cool. When I played League of Legends, I would watch the streams of these players that would just solo queue and mop the floor well generally mop the floor with other people but uh that's that's what taught me that watching a stream can make you so much better at a game Mm -hmm. because people are going to employ strategies that you've never thought of um you know it's not just about executing things very well it's about you know it's a mind game you know we've talked to our friends in the fighting game scene here about uh what it means to play at a you know top tier level and it's not just reacting quickly. It's not just being able to execute your combos, uh, you know, the way that you want to right at the exact moment. It's about playing mind games. You know, uh, it's not just about guessing what someone's going to do. It's about conditioning them into m- acting a certain way because they think you're going to do something. So, yep. you know, you faint. They act a certain way, and you go in, and you combo, and you, the left you win the fight. <laughs> and uh, that's my favorite part about watching fighting games is is uh watching someone play the other person and then you know condition them uh you know because it's it's a mind game in a way that i never appreciated before we really started working these tournaments uh that you know it it's you know a fighting game like a a couple matches they can go pretty quickly but then you apply that same idea to league of legends which can be a 45 minute game uh, you know, mind games are a big deal. Uh, there's the the early game and the mid game and the late game. And, uh, you know, the thing, something that's interesting about these long games is that so much can happen. And at any moment, the smallest little change can be the determining factor uh, in, in any fight. And any fight can be what changes the game. And with five people on each team, so 10 people on the field, there are so many moving parts that, you know, this precision of each individual player, but also the teamwork between them, I love watching that. It's it's like, it's the reason that football is my favorite sport to watch, is that there are all these pieces. It's like a chess game. There are all these pieces, and they're all playing their own game. And it's not just one guy doing well. It's 
one guy doing well, plus this guy over here, and plus this guy over here, and all of that working together to make a play. Yeah. And so seeing those whole teams work together, you know, watching one person is cool. You know, I don't watch basketball, but watching LeBron, it's like, well, this guy is clearly, you know, the best. But I would way rather watch a whole team of above average players than watch one guy who's just by, you know, far and away the best. I would rather watch that team play. And that is something I like about esports is that uh, with teams that are five or six people, um, you're really going to have the cream of the crop. Uh, with with a football team, well, I don't want to bash on sports because I, I don't know enough <laughs> about it to, to really stand my ground on it. But even with a football team, uh, you know, you can have a few star players, but then a few people who aren't that great, uh, you know, or, or just average. I mean, uh, but with an esports team, there are so few of them that the people who do make it to these onto these teams are the best. And if they're not the best, they are pretty quickly replaced or they switch teams, you know. Um, so I just like watching that stuff. Um, you know, people ask, why would you watch someone else play video games? And it's like, I just like watching somebody kick ass at something yeah. they're good at. I mean, to talk about sports again, I mean, the reason you watch people play video games is the same reason you watch a bunch of dudes play football or something. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, all right. John and I have, uh, on occasion, uh, watched some of the Dota League play. Um, and I, it's super fun. It's really fun to just sit down with a beer and then like, you almost, you can almost play drinking games with it or something. <laughs> like it gets, it gets pretty fun. I just don't think I can ever stick to that competitive level. What's required is the small things like your minion kill counts, mm-hmm. right? And, and all of these small, small parts of the game that they don't really express too much in like your tutorial. Like, oh, if I kill that, I get money. No, you have to understand your AD carry must get every last hit on bot. You as your support must make sure that he gets every or she gets every last hit on bot. Those type of small mechanics is what forces wins in the game. So you got to get your, your strong carries the most money. And by doing that, you have to be a good support and allow him to get their well, kills. The, the it's difficult. When I started watching streams that I never understood how to manipulate was it's not just about getting all the last hits, mm-hmm. you know, to get the most money. Um, it's about controlling exactly how the minion wave is moving. Yep, which I agree. Is, so, you've, you know, you've got all these little minions that you poke and kill, uh, and their positioning and, like, in what order you kill them and all these little things, the way you move, will, you know, there's tiny little things that all affect how the little wave of minions, yours and the enemy's, will move. And if you can manipulate that, you can pressure a tower. You can make these minions move up, you know, in a specific way that gives you more time to attack Yeah, for the tower. example, you can uh, take your, as, as again, let's say bot again. So you take your AD support and your, your AD is... AD is attack damage. Attack damage, yep. ADC is attack damage carry. You take that ADC and that ADC is now poking down all of them. And this ADC may have an AOE move in the bag, right? So now... Area of now, effect, lol. There we go. I love it. Yep. Hey, now I, now I'm going to be waypoint where I pretend <laughs> that our viewers don't know anything. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, and so, you know, he's, he's got, they've got the minions all down to a certain level, knowing how much damage their AOE effect's going to do, all of a sudden clearing all of them, making all the minions gone, and then forcing an attack with you having pro minions, right? You have all your minions, they're down theirs, and now you can make a move in. 
Um, yeah, the small things like that really can make a game, make a pro versus a casual right player, the difference mm-hmm. between the two. Um, but those small things really matter. And, yeah, um, I, I love League of Legends. I really do. Um, I have fallen off the um, wagon when it comes to watching and keeping up with it. Very fun game. I think the MOBA is still a great genre. I'm surprised to see it come this far. I really love the old school uh, um like I said, Dota, when it was just a custom game, uh, Defense of the Agents, um, back when it was just a custom game, to see where it's come is amazing. To see these tournaments like Worlds, the money that they're pumping out, the prize pools, it's it's great. It's amazing. I'm, I'm really happy for the genre. Excited yep. to see where the next Worlds goes, right? All from a Warcraft mod. <laughs> All from a Warcraft mod. That is true. Icy Frog, I believe his name, Ice Frog, yeah. Thank you very much for creating that game. <laughs> He's probably like, God damn it, why don't I get, why don't I get a cut of this cash? <laughs> uh, so let's see. So um, recently there was, so this is League related, uh, Nike has been running a campaign uh, with, uh, oh, who is it? Is it LeBron? It's, yeah, LeBron, it's LeBron James, yep. yep. And so he has this shirt that says, like, dribble and blank. And it's based off a Fox News thing where the anchor said, uh, you know, LeBron should just shut, uh, shut, up, shut and up and dribble. Yep. And so he, they have this campaign that's like dribble and, and it's all about seeing where people succeed in their lives. And it's like dribble and dance, dribble and sing, dribble and carry. So, uh, you know, Nike has sponsored Uzi, the Chinese player um, from RNG. And uh, he's featured in this LeBron commercial, which is just interesting to see LeBron and Nike and a League of Legends <laughs> pro player uh, all on the same, you know, TV spot together. So that stuff's just interesting to watch. Um, but that is related to the investments in esports that have happened. Uh, I think it was last week. It's just back, back to back to back. Uh, there's some round of like funding and investing. I don't know how all that top level stuff works. Um, but Axiomatic Gaming, who is the parent company, started over. Lol. Um, I don't know how all that stuff works, but Axiomatic Gaming, which is the parent company of Team Liquid, uh, who our friend is part of, disclaimer, um, they did a round of investing, and uh, Michael Jordan himself uh, invested. He he and a bunch of other big names have jumped on board to uh, uh, to be sponsors to, to invest in um, Axiomatic, which ends up going to Team Liquid and its other assets. Uh, but man, that's a that's a big old name. Uh, we had Drake in the same in, uh, round of investing. Um, Drake, you know, famous Drake and Ninja. <laughs> you know, that'd be funny if I wonder if any anyone out there discovered Drake because he was on Ninja. <laughs> if somehow they they got through life without hearing of Drake. But they Until Ninja, ninja this, this Ninja stream, yeah. So I saw Drake uh, investing in Ninety Nine Thieves, I believe is the is the esports team. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know who the bigger company is above them, if that's axiomatic or not. I don't think so. But yeah, I saw that that Drake and someone else, a partner, another one, I think another singer. I'm not. Yeah, 100%. I think it was another hip hop artist. Yeah, uh, I didn't recognize his name, but that's not saying a whole lot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they invested into Ninety Nine Thieves. Um, I'm not too sure where they rank up and what they're playing, but I imagine these esports teams. They play pretty much a lot of games, uh, PUBG, Fortnite, MOBA. But I didn't really look into 99 Thieves and see where their, you know, their focus is. Yeah, I imagine I they have some players competing in everything, uh, but at the top level, maybe not just yet. And that's why there's an investment, right? Yeah. So that stuff's interesting. Those are a lot of big names, and um, you know, I mean, not only are they big celebrities, but I also like that they're non-white celebrities. To be honest, because mm-hmm. I think gaming can use as much diversity as it can get. 
And I like seeing these, as far as I'm concerned, positive role models, especially with Braun, um, really get involved because, you know, I get tired of all the stigma with all this stuff. And, you know, it's okay for people not to take it seriously, but for people to openly, like, bash people who do take this stuff seriously, that stuff bothers me. So seeing, you know, Michael Jordan and LeBron and Drake get behind this stuff is pretty cool because, you know, those are all positive influences. They've all, they've had a positive impact on the communities around them uh, and the sports that they are in the uh, communities, you know, the industries that they come from. Uh, So I just like that. It's really encouraging for a lot of ways besides just the growth of the industry. Yeah, I like, I like where Nike's going. I think they're really putting their foot in the stand and where they stand behind these athletes um, across the board, esports, basketball, Football. I mean, we all know from Colin Kaepernick and where that's gone. I think it's been great. I think Nike really, it was a really, that was a risk. And I think they did it for the right reasons. And I like what they keep doing with their promotions. And now here with the eSports and the Uzi LeBron collaboration, I think that's even better. I I will say the Nike stuff isn't quite so clear cut because you can find all sorts of stuff. Yeah. I I think people are saying they're making money off this. (coughs) Of course they are. Oh, well, that's, that's more what they're doing with the money they're making. Yeah. Yeah. So we don't have to dive into it, but they're doing, (laughs) they're doing stuff that, uh, on the front half looks like they're doing one thing, but on the back half, they're Mm -hmm. doing another. So if you guys want to research that, you can do it yourself. Uh, But, but if you're looking at it in a positive way, at least like the, the obvious visual stuff, it looks like they're trying to, right. Yeah do the right thing however however corrupt they are in the background i guess whatever (laughs) (laughs) i will have to look into this because i've only heard some things like i know after the shirt came out um, and this is kind of steering a little off the rabbit trail but um yeah i would like to be i'd be interested in hearing all the theories right because i mean yes they know they're going to make money yes they know they're going to put this money towards some other uh, let's just say projects or visions Um, let's just hope that no one truly thinks that they took advantage of this just to get some money and corporate greed. I mean, well, I just hope the, not. the one thing, I don't think they're evil or anything like that. Okay. What I will say is I definitely think they're smart <laughs> yeah. with their yeah. business decisions. <laughs> and that said, I will I will firmly state that they are definitely a greedy corporation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, you know. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I don't hate Nike, but, I mean, I'm, I don't have any delusions that they're, you know, a white knight or anything yeah. like that. But at the at the end of the day, too, I mean, these these guys are getting exposure that they wouldn't have had otherwise so that's good at least yeah it is i absolutely agree with that uh the other last tidbit with investments is uh fortnite which is a uh, very popular video game that uh, several people play um now yeah <laughs> uh it is it is the biggest video game in the world uh oh man that hurts my ears this here it's mm-hmm. crazy uh it has the most players and the most viewers of any video game in the world uh in history and if you go into any high school, you will see everyone doing the Fortnite dance. It really is. I, I like the Fortnite dances. I do with my son all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is funny how prevalent that stuff is. I mean, I thought it was, you know, common. Mm-hmm. I did not understand to what extent it was common. Like, <laughs> and, uh, and it's wild. So it's interesting to see the change, um, even from somebody, you know, like us, uh, who are pretty open to gaming. The shock that I've had of seeing just so many high schoolers and middle schoolers and elementary schoolers doing these dances in the middle of 
the cafeteria. We went into yeah. Spirit of Halloween, and they said the most sold costumes were Fortnite costumes. That's what I, I saw a lot of costumes. At, at Spirit yeah. of Halloween. I was like, how do you even have a Fortnite costume? It's just like a random character whenever you start well, the e- game, each right? Each season, they have new uh, skins, season that skins. Are, like, from that season. And that's like what they based their costumes like, on, on Halloween. You well, remember Spirit when Halloween, Ke- uh, John Wick came out? I yes, mean, the, the yes. Fortnite John Wick. That was like that season was like, four, I think. Yeah, yeah. three or four or something. Um, you know, so they do. When I was looking at the the costumes, I was like, "Oh wow! I I guess I kind of recognize some of these." And I, I guess I didn't realize that, you know, that is a marker of what season you came from. I see. Um, so yeah, so that, that stuff's hmm. that's just remarkable. Um, but these dang kids, they don't, they wouldn't know a good video game if it had been made. But go back. How much no, did I'm they raise kidding. in funding? Uh, One point two five billion with a B dollars. Uh, from a whole bunch of different investors. Um, they, uh, you know, Fortnite began... I wonder what they're pitching them. Besides this game, I just... You what, don't even have to pitch anybody anything. I guess yeah. when you get the, that many you're viewers, biggest. you're the biggest, right? I, they're just investing in the game. Because but it's not do going people anywhere. know that games... Games have cycles. And now I say 10 years, especially for online games. Like the, the, the best ones stay. Yes, we think that Fortnite will stay. But a lot of games drift away. So many Battle Royale games yeah, out I there, just right? want I just want to get, get through. the Battle Royale <laughs> phase over with so we can move on. But if they're investing this much money, maybe it's just sticking around. Oh, it Dude, is. I think, okay, so the Marvel movies used to be about one hero apiece-ish, right? And then you'd have a few that had like a couple heroes in them. You know, Thor Ragnarok had a bunch of them. And then you get Infinity War that has a hundred heroes in it. How do you go back from that? Yep. So that's where Battle Royale is. You have a game where you can play with everybody and you can drop in and drop out. Like you die, you get in a new game. Like all of it's the. It's very quick. Everything's yeah. quick and instant and with everybody all the time. Like Fortnite embodies our tech culture and where it affects our children the most. And I, you know, I've heard a lot of people say that it's just a fad and. You know, maybe, but like MOBAs were a fad, and yeah. I wouldn't say they're gone yet. No, nope. uh, you know, and I think I think Fortnite has been the smartest about um, their position. I think anybody could have been Fortnite, but Fortnite did it right. They had they were lucky. They had good timing. They had good business sense at the right time. I mean, I think luck plays a huge part of it, but once they got that success, I think they made consistently intelligent decisions. And uh, now they are firmly at the top of that mountain. Yes, um, yes, they are. So there are plenty of battle royales, Call of Duty, uh, Blackout Mode. We'll I call great Duty things 4. about that one too. I've, I have two. I've heard great things. I, I had my buddy show me Blackout, and I like it more than other battle royale games. Fortnite's a little cartoony, and I don't like the building. Uh, PUBG is a little too slow for me. Um, in Blackout, there's just there are items everywhere, which I like, um, but. I realize that I just don't like Battle Royale games that much. Mm-hmm. I, I like Overwatch because I'm fighting pretty much all the time. But I, that tension that I, I think is a good draw for Battle Royale games of we drop in and you can either choose to fight or you can hide and sneak. I see the appeal of that and I think it's important and I think that's what defines the genre. I just don't think it's for me. I uh, I shared um, I shared a uh, new Battle Royale, another one, right? Flavor of the Week. But it's it's an alpha, pre-alpha. Wow, they're even letting people into pre-alpha now. Uh, but it's called Spellbreak. Oh, man, it's a Battle Royale, but you oh, use magic that? instead of guns. So you have, yeah. you have skills and, and um, skills like, uh, you know, Meteor, Earthquake, uh, 
I slide. I thought that looked pretty interesting. It's called Spellbreak. Everyone can sign up for the pre-alpha now, and you get invited in waves. But I recommend it if you're looking for something in the battle royale genre, but not with guns. Mm-hmm. Spells. Man, I'd, I'd be interested to see a battle royale game that has more PVE elements, where I imagine. Well, there's some game that's coming out by a bunch of a bunch of developers on it that uh, used to work at Blizzard on World of Warcraft and a, co- a couple of other games. I forget what the game's called, and I could look it up, but um, it's kind of like what I want, where it's like this big open world, it's survival, where you die, you lose everything, I think. Uh, but you have, like, a base that your faction can build. There are three factions, and you try to, like, stockpile resources for, hmm. like, at the end of the week, like, seven days real-life week. Uh, there's a big event where all these super strong abyss enemies come out and attack your base. I mean, and that's cool. And you got to survive it, and then after you're done... With that big fight, if you survive, if your faction survives, uh, you can either choose to rebuild and continue stockpiling resources, or you can choose to attack everybody else because everybody else got hit with the big thing too. Um, and so I like that, but I think, like you and I, Mike, were talking uh, before, that almost is too slow for me because a seven-day cycle, that's like an MMO yeah. pace, and I think I wouldn't be able to handle it. <laughs> because if I wasn't able to play consistently, and I'm not sure I'm willing to play that consistently, I'm not sure I would enjoy it as much as I'd like. Um, but I would like a battle royale game where, you know, 100 people drop on an island, and I would like spells and stuff, but I would like, you know, almost a Dark Souls thing where it's like, okay, you can just fight other people, or you can fight these enemies that are very, very difficult, yeah. but, but you get loot when you kill them. Um, and then you can turn around and use that loot. I, I think to, there was a game that had a, had a very good, it wasn't Battle Royale, but I think it's called The Hunt, or uh, you fight monsters and players. Um, it's yeah, down yeah, in like yeah, the yeah, bayou yeah, yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah it's down, I, it yeah. It looks really cool. I think it's cool. called The Hunt. It's like and, Bounty um, Hunter stuff, kind of. It is, but you're hunting monsters and, and, <laughs> and the loot, the monsters drop, but other PvP people can come and take mm-hmm. that loot from you. I forgot um, about that. I, I've seen it. It looks great. I just haven't had a time to buy it. Um, kind of like that. Yeah, you know, there's PVE aspect in a... Now, you can call Battle Royale Battle Royale. It's just a, it's a death match between you players and, and the world. So, yeah, it's still like... I like to see something like that. Um, what you're, I hope I hear more about that because the fact that I haven't heard more makes me... Yeah. So, I, I followed it when it came out. And, you know, I always use Twitch and Twitch uh, rankings and Steam charts. All that jazz to kind of see where games go over the course of days and... Kind of dropping again, right? Um, we'll see how it, how it stays. Um, but a lot of the player base is kind of just mellowing out now, yeah. right? It's averaging out real high at the start. Mm-hmm. Now it's averaging out. I don't see many people streaming that often. Yeah, I, I remember watching a stream, and, and it seemed uh, interesting, but also it seemed a little janky Left 4 Dead style, where some stuff didn't seem to quite make sense. But honestly, it's been a while since I even saw that, so I don't remember what it was, but... Uh, yeah, I'd be interested to keep an eye on that because I, I hope that does well because that, I forgot that existed and that sounds like exactly what I want, to be honest. Are you with the Force? Is the Force with you? Well, the Force is with us over at the Echo Station Podcast, a new Star Wars series from the Heroes Podcast Network. Join us in a galaxy not so far away every other Monday as we discuss everything Star Wars from the original films through the whole EU. So pour yourself some blue milk and get cozy in that tauntaun with the Echo Station podcast. Find out more at heroespodcast.com. And we're back. Let's talk about Red Dead Redemption. Okay. Thomas, did you pick it up? I did. Uh, I thought I was going to wait a week-ish to you know, see reviews, even though I, I've listened to like six hours of coverage <laughs> on Giant Bomb. 
Um, I knew I wanted it, but I was just going to wait to, you know, I was going to wait just to wait uh, to if there were any patches or anything. That stuff usually gets fixed pretty quick, especially game-breaking stuff. Uh, but on Friday night, I decided to start that download. And uh, so by Saturday morning, I booted it up. Uh, I only played, so we're recording here on Monday. I only played two, maybe, probably, probably three hours okay. over the, the weekend. I just, as, as, as excited I, as I have been for the game, I just wasn't really in the mood for something big. I was telling you guys, I was going back to Spelunky and stuff. I was just like, I just want something simple and <laughs> yeah. quick. Um, but I did come back to it, and man, well, first of all, that download. How large is yours? 92 gigs. See, uh, Xbox, for some reason, mine said 96. So, um, yeah, I mean, the first one was like, it said 85, then some extra gigs afterwards. Mm-hmm. So I got up to 90s. I think 96 is what I capped out at. But that, yeah, I was with you. I started it Friday. No, I started it Thursday night. Uh, so I knew that when I got home, even though I have Google Fiber here in Kansas City, it was pretty fast. It wasn't that bad, but it still took over an hour. Um, over an hour. My, so Lizzie has terrible internet. Yeah. Terrible. <laughs> she has fiber, but she has like the lowest the base, tier. Yeah. And it's a joke because anytime I go over there and I'm like, ooh, I haven't played this in a while. Or it's like, oh, let me play Rocket League. And there's a one gig update. And it's like, all right, see you in three hours. <laughs> yeah. like, three hours? This would take three minutes at my house. So she sent me a screenshot. So this is this bar. It's probably like two-fifths of the way full. She said, so this was at 6 p.m. tonight. She goes, I started downloading this last night. Oh, <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, no. So she's going to come over tomorrow. Oh. Uh, I'm, we're going to have the two PS4 set up side by side. And well, actually, I guess I should start downloading. I don't know how I'm going to do that. I don't have enough space for Red Dead on my other PlayStation. So <laughs> I guess we'll have to figure that out. But uh, I'm excited that she decided to pick up the game because um, she, her brother doesn't play that many games, but he did want to play GTA Online. But that was way after the ship had sailed, certainly for me, mm-hmm. uh, on that game. So I wasn't interested in rebuying the game just to play with uh, him and her because she would play for him more than for me. Uh, <laughs> but uh, he was interested in getting this one, not just because the game is great, but for the online stuff. And I, so I, I you know, gave it a little push. I was like, it would rock to be able to actually play a game online together um, because there aren't many games for us to play that yeah. we both like. Like she's not, in, she's not trying to play Overwatch with me, mm-hmm. you know. And I don't blame her one bit. Uh, and I, <laughs> I wasn't that into Elder Scrolls when we played that, so. Uh, you know, I'm ex- I'm super excited for her to enjoy the single player, uh, and then for us to pop in together online. Uh, we, I, I have hardly played an online game with her uh, almost ever before, so I'm interested um, to see how that goes. But anyway, enough about <laughs> downloading <laughs> and um, the size of this game. So once we finally booted it up, so the game starts right. You're up in the mountains. It's all snowy and stuff. Um, you can immediately tell that the game is gorgeous, um, but I think when you finally get out of the mountains, when you're not, when it's not snowy, when you can really, really see into the distance, and you can see like a night sky and uh, all this stuff, that is a gorgeous. Game. Yeah, the first chapter, it was. Um, I wouldn't say. I, I will say it grasped me from a visual perspective, from a visual uh, part of it. It was mm-hmm. great. You know, I love the snow and how you can walk through it, and, and just you trudge through the snow, and it leaves oh, the, the sound, path. dude. This yeah. it, it is. Visually stunning, and the sound design is great. At the beginning, you can uh, choose uh, one of four options of how you're listening to the to the speakers. It's like whether it's out of a TV speakers, surround sound, headphones, or mm-hmm. another one I forget. So I put on headphones, 
And, dude, that surround sound is amazing. I did not try that. I just did it out of my TV. Oh, my gosh. It's great. And uh, I tried – have you tried first person at all? I I will go in between first person when I'm riding and a couple shootouts, but I won't lie. I'm third person all the way. Uh, Yeah, the the third person looks better because you get those wide shots, which Mm -hmm. are really – you know, when I think of the Wild West, I think of, you know, old spaghetti westerns that have those super wide shots. Um, and so you really get that with third person, but in first person, I like, it is so immersive and I love immersion in games. This, this arguably could be the most immersive game I think I've ever seen where when you're in first person, uh, you know, at one point you have, it teaches you how to calm your horse if there's a predator around. Mm. So, you know, in third person, I was like, okay, I'll hold square to pat. So you pat your horse, you calm it down. Well, I was like, oh, I wonder what this looks like in first person. So I pop into first person and your character, as you're patting it, even though I'm walking on a trail behind somebody, uh, he's looking down at the horse patting him, and I couldn't even turn my camera up to look ahead. But it made sense because I wasn't looking ahead. I was looking at the horse because mm-hmm. I'm calming the horse. And it at first I was like, well, I kind of wish I could look up. But then it's like, well, it gives me the option of doing third person. So I like that this really shows where where my guy is looking in this. It's like in Grand Theft Auto, uh, if you would be driving your car and you would look in reverse, mm-hmm. you could actually see, you know, you can see into the car and you can see that the characters are actually looking at each other and they have facial expressions with what they're saying and, and reacting to the people that you would totally miss. Like, they did not have to put that in the game, but the fact that they did just adds another layer of of density to everything. Just every, all the details in the game so what what happens out. when you're in first person and you start the cinematic uh, view? Um, Can you do that? I have not tried, um, but you said you've done I a lot more first person it, than me. I think it pops you out to the third, third person, person again because okay. it's that super zoomed out. But, but there's an option for cinematic view, and it just takes you on different angles as you move through the game, and that's beautiful. It's beautiful. Does it work well? Oh, yeah. okay, well... Yes, <laughs> mostly. But, I, there's certain shortcuts to help you, like when you follow a rider, you can hold A so it keeps and maintains speed with the follow ri- fellow riders behind you. You can also advance in ranks in when you're in a posse or in a gang, uh, so you can move up and down the ranks. So if you know the shortcuts and kind of can see, but yes, it's a little tricky. Well, my honestly, my nice. biggest gripe with the whole game so far is... So my favorite thing about the game is a cinematic mode. My least favorite thing about it is the cinematic mode. <laughs> because when you're in cinematic mode, you, you know, you hold X, you hold A to st- follow the trail. Uh, it's nice when you have a waypoint set on your map. If you go into cinematic mode, it'll follow your waypoint map. Like, so if, if y- the path you need to go forks off to the right, but the rest of the path keep go- keeps going straight, it will automatically fork off where you're supposed to. So you don't just pop out of cinematic mode and realize you're a mile away from where you <laughs> thought you were going. So that's nice. But, um, you, so you hold A to follow, you need to maintain pace and follow the path, right? Well, if you want to change views on cinematic mode, you have to take your finger off of A and click R3. And the fact that you have to take that off of there is a moment where your horse, like, your horse will just either stop moving, it'll slow down dramatically, mm-hmm. or it will just steer off the path, and the most jarring thing in the whole game is when you wreck your horse. <laughs> because uh, they, they were talking about it on the, the Beast cast. It, it feels like, you know, when you're on a horse, it doesn't feel like you are the horse. It feels like you are a person steering a horse. So when the horse does something weird, it, it hits you. It doesn't feel like you 
Like, it doesn't feel like you are totally in control, but I like that because... I feel so bad when my horse gets in a wreck. It is... <laughs> I just feel so bad for the horse because in a, in a rock star game, you know, you're in your car, you're on your bike, you're on a scooter, and you wreck your body's art or dirty animation is going to go flying and awkward and mangled. But when the horse hits a tree or, or hits a rock... <laughs> it actually it has just, real physics. So and you works. hear a thud, <laughs> and then the horse looks like it just got beat. Uh, I'm just like, oh no! Dude, I named so my horse bad. Truth. Truth, no. <laughs> oh. Are you okay? And then his core's all the way down after a couple of those. Yeah. <laughs> so it is a testament to how uh, immersive that game is. That like the the riding, the horses feel good. They do. They, they do. You know, one the controls were a little tough for me to figure out at the beginning. Like either sometimes it'll show you stuff in the top left, and I like that it's small because it's not blocking the whole screen. But also, I've realized, like, several dialogue boxes or, you know, you know, into a tutorial that I did not realize there was a box I was supposed to be reading. So there have been a couple of things that it taught me that I realized I was like, oh, this is teaching me about something it just told me about that I did not read. And I had no idea I was supposed to be reading something. Um, and then, like, one of the times I was trying to mount my horse, I think it was the first time you actually start, you know, you're on foot and you're trying to get on your horse. You can, like, target your horse. The way you target objects in the game is L2. And so it's like, it told me to press L2, but I did that and it didn't do anything. I didn't realize that that's how you targeted, but not how you got on. Well, it never told me how to get on. But since I've played a Rockstar game before, I just figured out it was Triangle. Mm. But it was like, hey, like, okay, dial this back a little bit. Do pretend I know nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so there was some stuff like that where it was not entirely clear to me what I was supposed to do or what I was doing wrong. I will say, so you target people with L2, right? So you target somebody and you can greet them, antagonize them, rob them, all this stuff. And I kind of like that if you talk to somebody, so you can hit square to greet, right? And you say, howdy, partner, you know, and they'll respond something back. And you can hit greet again and it will continue on and say something else that makes sense in the context. And if it's still white, you can greet them again and it'll keep going until you know, whatever, until the conversation ends. Um, but I like that, even though it just still says greet, it it allows you to carry on a conversation that really feels organic. Like, you can definitely feel why this game took so long to come out, because the level of detail, and, I mean, I've talked the to so many strangers, oh, wow. and I've hardly heard any recurring dialogue. Mm. I mean, I've only been playing a few hours, but... I mean, I pretty much greet every stranger because I want to see how much yeah. there is to hear. And I just and you run into a lot of strangers and how you interact with them, just like this game kind of has a polar- polarity. How do you say the word? You know, there's polarity. good and bad. Polarity. Um, so you have good and bad and, like, bad, outlaw, evil, cowboy, Yeah, so it's good. honor and dishonor. Well, here's the thing is, you know, in, like, a KOTOR 2, you've clearly got a benefit of going good or bad, right? <laughs> so this one, not necessarily yet. I at least haven't found anything. And I personally like to be neutral. Right, I feel like if I want to be bad, I can. If I want to be good, usually I'm bad to the bad guys and good to the good people. Um, there's a very I always say that, but then I end up just <laughs> being not nice to everybody. Yeah. Like the, one of the first scenes is you help this guy who falls off. He's he's a witness, and he, fa- he falls off his horse and off the cliff, and he's hanging there. And you tell him not to say anything. Why are you Why are you looking for me? Arthur comes up to the guy, and he's hanging on the cliff. He's like, "Help me! Help me!" First, tell me, you know, what's going on. Um, and after you get through that scene, you get a choice. Help him or let him go. And you can either just throw him off or you can help him up. I did neither. I shot him in the face. Oh, <laughs> shit. Oh, my gosh. 
<laughs> and of course I got, even though he was, tech, I don't know if he was necessarily a bad guy or a good guy, but I definitely didn't get good guy points. <laughs> That'll happen. It, it, it was great. I think the, one of my biggest, uh, uh, not even really, it's a little pet peeve is my horse in town. Just like in the Rockstar games, you can't run over people, and I understand that. You're not, you Dude, know, horse damage horse is damage real. Horse damage is ridiculous, and when you run into a town and you bump someone with your horse, you get assault. And uh. now, and, and then there's witnesses, and then your bounty goes up, and I barely bumped someone. And then I was escorting a guy in walking pace on my horse because the scene itself told him to walk. Arthur was like... Arthur was comes up to this guy who needed help because he got lost, and the passerby is like, "Want me to get up on the horse with you, Arthur?" And Arthur goes, "You've got two legs, don't you?" So he makes him walk while Arthur's riding the horse, and I'm getting to the end of uh, Strawberry, I believe is the place called, and I bump him, and then he's dead, and then it auto saves. Oh no! Oh yeah, I, I swear, I barely bumped him, and um, assault <laughs> happens or murder. I get witnesses. It was. I barely hit him. I must have hit him good. Ran over him a couple times with my with my ho- with the hooves, and he's dead. I'm like, yeah, this, I'm pretty people. sure this was probably going to lead me to another story, and I don't know if I'm ever going to get on that storyline again. You know, it's just kind of upsetting. Dude, my issue. So I've had a couple people say exactly what you're telling me. My issue is that sometimes when I press L2 to target somebody to, like, talk to him, he just pulls my gun out! <laughs> just aims my gun at them! And so there's a guy, I was in this saloon, and a guy walks up, and he he started to tell me about how, like, the mayor of the city or whoever is corrupt and not to trust him or something, and he kept talking, and so it seemed like this was going to go somewhere. Right. You know? Yep. And so I, he's like, you know, I, I was going to turn and respond to him, however I could respond, and I turn, and I just pressed L2, and Arthur pulls his gun out and aims at him like point blank, and everybody loses their minds. They're like, "Whoa, that is unnecessary!" And I'm sitting there thinking, "That is unnecessary. Like, I did not mean to do this. I have to leave. Like, I can't believe I just did that." Um, so that kind of stunk because I don't know if I just lost a quest opportunity. But honestly, it seems like there's so much in this game that that there's there's so much more. Right. I think you'll get on the main storylines pretty quickly. Like if that guy really was going to do anything, he was from New York, you know, he's there to survey the town for its possibility of being a money shop for like vacation spots of this place called Strawberry Town. Um but yeah, no, um I'm not too concerned that I'm not going to get make that up. I just said screw it, you know. He he died. And then I when I autosaved loaded, it was after he died. Somehow after I killed mm-hmm. him, it triggered an autosave and I couldn't go back. So it's upsetting that that I couldn't like go back multiple. I wish they would save your last 3 autosaves. Mm-hmm. That would be awesome. That but, seems like that should be a standard feature in right? gaming now. Especially since there's so many autosaves like that. Um, but we were talking about witnesses, and I want to say, so I don't know what I'm supposed to do with witnesses. If a witness makes it to a lawman, I imagine he will then, I will get a bounty, right, and add to my bounty. I'm imagining that's what happened, but I don't do that. So what happens is... You probably is, just have to beat them up. What, no, well, yep, that's what you do. As I chase them down, I lasso them up, and then I shoot them in the head. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. God. But you, you do it when there's no one looking. <laughs> That's my process. An unfortunate string of witnesses. (laughs) Didn't you just say you try to be good to the good people? Well, but he made me mad, right? He's not good anymore. (laughs) I'm actually very. I'm actually on the white side of it, not the red. It gets redder as you're bad and white as you're good on the on the bar of where you're at on the polarity scale, right? Um, But yeah, mostly a good cowboy. But you know, those witnesses got to go. I've been trying to that game. I, I cannot overstate how beautiful I think that game is. I've just been taking so many screenshots 
I saw that you were um, posting a lot, and I need to figure. I, I don't take many, but there's some that I want to do. I actually want to ask, ask for help too, because I feel like I'm not utilizing the camp very well yet. I'm not. I don't know if I've made it far into the story enough where I still haven't, can't even provide health material or health um, items. It's still red on me, and I just can't donate anything for health. So I imagine that's coming. There's also no one there to take my donations. So we'll see oh, what happens. There's, there's like a money box. There's a money box, and I do that. And then there's the food, provisionings. Mm-hmm. Um, and I donate all that I can. Um, Dude, hunting in that game? I'm I just only not did, rich. I only I'm did like rich. the tutorial part where you're like hunting the deer. But, man, I love that stuff. Hunting, the, the tracking of oh, the senses. Dude, That's I will nice. say, when I switched into first person, uh, you know, I consistently do now. Part of it is, um, the, the whole game has this pace about it that's very slow, but it's very intentional, mm-hmm. and I've grown to appreciate it. Uh, you know, you're not just zooming around all the time. So I like that because it doesn't just feel like you're playing a video game. Um, but sometimes I do want to move a little bit quicker. And I found that in first person, your movement speed is automatically at a run. And I think that's because if it was less, it would feel restrictive. Mm. In third person, it doesn't feel restrictive because your field of view is so wide that you're really just one part of your environment. Oh, so I don't have to mash A when I'm in first person? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's or, nice. Well, you could, but your base walk is actually like a jog. Okay. Um, so that is pretty useful. I find that useful when I'm like running around in the middle of town when I'm just trying to get somewhere and I'm not trying to look at stuff. Um but I, I really like that. But in first person, um, the game is gorgeous. And I told you I wasn't a huge fan of Elder Scrolls Online because it didn't quite it didn't quite feel like a multiplayer game, especially on console because I don't have a keyboard. But it didn't quite feel like a single-player game because I didn't feel like I could really interact with everything the way you can in uh, mm-hmm. Skyrim or Oblivion. Um, but in Red Dead, you can interact with practically everything. And I'm realizing that this is, like, what I wanted from basically a modern, like, Skyrim game where you've got the beautiful environment, you've got the all the immersive stuff I like, you've got hunting, um, and, you know, I love the survival modes in Bethesda games, and this has all of that, uh, and it has upkeep of your camp, which I do enjoy. I, I really like the long-term stuff that games have to offer that, you know, when you're not just keeping yourself hungry, or, you know, not, not hungry... Um, you know, Fallout 4 dabbled into that with the settlements and stuff. But I'm realizing that this is the open world wilderness game that I, I've wanted for a long time. It is gorgeous in first person, um, <coughs> just the way you move. But um, all of that aside, you you know, you can bathe in the game. Oh, and I'm so and glad stuff. you brought this up. Okay. Dude. <laughs> the deluxe bath? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you want to know what a deluxe bath is? Happy ending. Uh, I don't know about that. Um, I don't think so. She does reach her hand in the bubbles a lot, but I don't think they ever hint that it's a happy ending. It, it, it is funny, but it, it definitely is deluxe. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the first time you get in that tavern brawl yep, yep. and you are thrown around the mud, you are so dirty. Yes. You are, I mean, filthy. I think when they throw you out of that brawl and you actually – kind of reminds me like a, of a street fight when the big guy comes out the out of the um, – out of the tavern, and you you know it's a one on one fight. It was just a brawl. Now it's targeting you towards one I person. Say, I really wish it taught me how to fight. I know it didn't really. There, I was just like, am I? Winning I know or I can losing? block. I know I can block with X, but I feel like if you notice, if you if you're standing far away and you pull back with the X, he actually doesn't block. He. Um, uh, that's me pulling back. He like, yeah, he uh, dodges and faints mm-hmm. and stuff. So it didn't really go into big detail on the fighting, but the fighting is epic. Like it's just it's brutal. 
Um, and that, that's one fight I I did in first person and third. Oh, person. did you? Okay, dude. I so I keep forgetting that you're an outlaw. Yeah, and so I keep forgetting that killing people and doing terrible things is so easy. Where we I in that brawl, and I was just I you know I grabbed the guy by the throat, and I was trying to just throw him. And I murdered him. <laughs> I, I choked him in first person, and it was so vivid. And I was like, "Ooh, I don't feel great about that." <laughs> if I did it on purpose, I wouldn't have felt so bad. But I did not do it on purpose, so I was expecting to lift this guy up and throw him, and that's not what happened. Um, so some of that stuff is kind of just like, "Oh God, it's violent." I'm not, of course, I'm not out there shooting people in the head when they're hanging off the side of a cliff. But <laughs> save me. <laughs> uh, no, I will say um, the uh, the bath. When I first went and did it, it actually feels so relaxing. Like when it zooms out and you're chilling in the bath and you straight up have to like hit X a bunch of times to scrub your head. Scrub your ears. And then you like scrub each limb individually and stuff. It really is therapeutic. Like from a player's sense. And I was like, I kind of like that I like this. Like, this is funny. Yeah. I, I expected this to be kind of silly or tedious. And maybe later it will. Who knows? But um, it's it's relaxing because in a world of muck and dirt, uh, you know, and, and surviving, you know, snow and all this stuff, uh, it it gives you an idea of what a real, you know, pay 75 yeah, the, cents for that deluxe bath. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's only 50 cents, but may, well, maybe. Well, 25 maybe. for the bath, 50 cents it's, for the extras. Right, for the extras. And she comes in, and she's just scrubbing his back and scrubs his, you have to scrub each body part, both legs, <laughs> both arms. So I, I did like that because I was like, I wonder what is going to, happened here um so i did like that because it didn't overtly i mean i i assume that later in the game you can you can go into a brothel or something i'm wondering if you can do sexual preference or is arthur you know is there a set sexual preference here because I, you gotta ask I right i mean certain games you're allowed to yeah but i would it's be surprised in this game yeah. um because i think to some extent you can shape arthur because of your honor and dishonor and mm-hmm. stuff but that seems like something that like it's not out like it's not impossible that they would add sexual preference, but I feel like they've made Arthur to be a specific kind of character. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, agree with you. Same with like John Marston and in, in the other Red Dead. Right. Like, I, I don't think that's a choice that was offered up, not because it's supposed to be restrictive, but because you're playing a character that it, that the game has shaped already. Mm-hmm. You know, and you can make some decisions. Red Dead's funny where, you know, John Marston would be like, I'm not a killing man. And you just went and slaughtered like 15 <laughs> people like five minutes ago. So that stuff's funny and video gamey. But, um, yeah, there's just a lot of good stuff I have to say about Red Dead. Um, and I, I think we've done a lot of great of this intro. There's so many things we haven't learned yet, you know. I mean, I'm like six, seven hours into the game. Not maybe a percent, two percent in there. I'm not too sure where I am from a story completion. Everything seems so it is. Um, I'm, I'm excited to see what what comes of it uh, as we as I dive more into the game. Um, I will say that um, I do like how your clothes get dirty and, and you can smell. You can get overweight or underweight, mm-hmm. so that's really awesome. I think my favorite part was when I was uh, I came up to my tent and I looked at myself in the mirror and was, it literally lets you shave your face in three different spots at different levels. Yeah, and, and uh, your facial hair actually <laughs> grows, grows out time. in real time, so you can't video game it and go to the barber and get a get beard. A beard. <laughs> it has to grow. Get a, yeah. It's um, awesome. So that stuff's interesting. I mean, there again, it's the same reason I like GTA Five so much. There are just so many things under the hood that you could totally miss, never see, and never appreciate. But 
especially when you're looking for him, you just see him, you know, a little glimpse through the curtains. And all this stuff is just so well thought out. Um, you know, besides wrecking my horse every five minutes in cinematic mode, um, everything else is it just... Makes me want to cry. I'm like, dude, no. I really, I just feel so bad. Dude. And during that train mission, I'm walking, I'm... I told you, you know, you have to take your thumb off of X to hit the change view mode. So when you stop hitting X, it stops following the trail. Well, I was on a curve going up a hill, and I straight up almost walked st- right off this cliff <laughs> in my horse. And it's just like, man, video games, am I right? <laughs> um, yeah. So that's just funny. I, I hope, I just wish that, I, I wish that, like, follow the path. I don't know. I, I wish that I didn't have to take my thumb off. It, I want to do both at the same time. It's like an Overwatch Lucio's, you know, thing is jump is X. But if you want to look around while you're wall riding, which you have to absolutely do, you have to take your finger off of X. So unless you remap the button, you're not going to have success. You know, I'm pretty sure you cannot remap that button because there's (laughs) so much going on with the controls in that game that I, I haven't even seen if you can change the controls. Honestly, I'd be shocked if you can. Um, But that, that's tough for me because that's my biggest gripe with the game are those kind of controls, but I don't think a patch can fix that. Well, it, it could, but I, I would be surprised if they made the decision to fix that because that seems like a fundamental core part of the game. Um, but we'll see. I, I'm interested. I'm probably going to play some Red Dead after this, and uh, tomorrow when Lizzie you know, either downloads the whole thing over the next 36 hours or uh, comes over and does it in... 20 minutes in my place. So. I think when I when I get home, I'm going to go run straight to the mountains and check out my horse testicles. <laughs> That's it. See, see shrink. All right. Well, uh, let's uh, let's wrap this up because we could, we could probably talk about Red Dead for a while. Oh, yes. Uh, and we, we will. <laughs> and we will. I'm sure you guys will get tired of hearing us over the next few weeks. But, uh, you know, thinking about me wrecking my horse in cinematic mode where you've got these wide shots and, a you know, a goofball riding off a cliff. Um our question of the week for you guys is what is the most jarring experience you've had in a game that took you out of immersion? So, you know, maybe in the first Red Dead, there was that glitch where the the birds in the sky, they were replaced with people. And so you'd have people like straight up doing the chicken dance flying in the air. So that was just a funny glitch. But it's I like, never knew that. Boy, nothing will take you out of the experience quicker than, you know, flying people doing the chicken dance yeah right now that horse though those horse wrecks worse than any car wreck in gta i'll tell you that it really is it is that bad i feel like i hear the bones of the horse crunch (laughs) i mean it's just like oh gosh what is going on and then when the horse you expect to do the 360 but when your horse does a 360 in the air and lands in the dirt you're like oh Oh, whoa what just happened i was watching uh actually you know this is horse related lizzie was playing skyrim this weekend and uh, she fast tra- she was on her horse, fast traveled somewhere, and it spawned her on a rooftop. Like, horse and all, she just appeared on a straw <laughs> roof. And it was like, Bethesda, am I right? <laughs> uh, That's a good funny. one. Morrowind had another one. I think I've talked about this on the podcast, but this this part of the quest where you're just kind of walking through Morrowind, and then you're, you know, you're getting into the game, and all of a sudden... The guy falls from the sky, oh, and, yeah. and you loot his body, and it says the flight skill. I'm like, oh, he's trying to learn how to fly. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and he just plops right in front of you. I, I thought that was pretty crazy. It kind of shook me a little when I when I saw it happen. Well, watching Lizzie explore some some like Dwemer ruins, right? She's going, and then I, you know, I have my headphones on, playing Red Dead, and I can still hear 
her monitor just going, and I'm like, that doesn't sound right. What is happening here? And I look over, and it's just a random item that's kind of half glitched oh, in yeah. area. And so it's making the sound of being repeatedly dropped oh, over gotcha. and over and over very quickly. And it's like, man, you're exploring these ancient ruins, and all you can hear is an occasional, like, creak or, you know, pebbles falling from the ceiling. And then... <laughs> just the most video gamey sound you can have. It's like, it All right. Takes you right out of so it. yeah, share us, share with us your most jarring video game experience that has taken you out of immersion in a game. Doesn't have to be Red Dead, even though I know some of us will be sending those. Uh, but any game you've played. Um, so yeah, we'd love to hear your feedback on that. Yeah, and then uh, if you guys have anything else coming or anything else coming up uh, that you'd like us to talk about, game releases or news that. You know, we talked about Worlds. I mean, I'm talking about that because I'm in- interested in it. But maybe there's something you guys uh, would like us to have on our radar uh, that, uh, you know, that you guys would like to hear more about. Uh, just let us know. Hit us up on Facebook and Twitter, our website at gg-kc.com. Through there, you can find all of our social media. We've got them, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, there's also the Gamer Heroes Twitter. But really, you should follow uh, Heroes Podcast Network across all platforms. Because uh, between DGKC and Heroes Podcast, you're going to find all of our content. You're going to find everything from cosplay to Star Trek to Star Wars, um, movies, everything in between that the network, uh, the podcast network has to offer. Um, So there's definitely something for everybody. Uh, But from all of us here at DGKC... I love you. (laughs) (laughs) Play nice, play well, and play again. See you next time. Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high-fiver. I kind of like the high-five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.